This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Praise the Lord. Let's do a sound check. Dr. Hansen, how are you? Good. How are you, Shannon? I'm doing great. Thank you for standing by for me. Everybody, welcome aboard. Hey, it's an honor once again to be here with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, coming to you from Stanwood, Washington, at World Ministries International. Dr. Hansen, over to you. Well, thank you, Shannon. I want to speak tonight on the promises of God, divine healing. I'm going to read scripture. I have more scripture than I'm going to get through. I just feel like tonight, many people listening right now need this. I think the Holy Spirit has directed this direction. Later on, I want to talk a little bit about renewing of your mind and peace, because that's what we need today, no matter what you're going through. The mind, the renewing of your mind and peace, it all goes together. But the promises of God, divine healing. Exodus 15, 26, he said, if you listen carefully to the Lord, your God, and do what is right in his eyes. If you pay attention to his commands and keep all his degrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. Now, once again, I'm just going to be reading, not breaking it down word by word. I'm going to be reading the scriptures and letting the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, which is the scriptures. The Holy Spirit is the inspiration of God in written form. That's what the Bible is. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. So the Holy Spirit, the inspiration of the Holy Spirit in written form. And I want you to listen carefully to the words of God. Now I'm going to read Exodus 15, 26 one more time. He said, if you listen carefully to the Lord, your God, and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Psalm 4.4, tremble. And do not sin. When you are on your beds, search your hearts and be silent. Psalm 23. 
The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 30, 1 through 3, and verses 11 through 12. I will exalt you, Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. Lord, my God, I called to you for help and you healed me. You, Lord, brought me up from the realm of the dead. You spared me from going down to the pit. You turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. That my heart may sing your praises and not be silent. Lord, my God, I will praise you forever. Psalm 31, 1 through 12, or I should say 1 through 2 and then verse 7. 9 through 10, 12, 14 through 16. In you, Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. Deliver me in your righteousness. Turn your ear to me. Come quickly to my rescue. Be my rock of refuge, a strong fortress to save me. I will be glad and rejoice in your love. For you saw my affliction and knew the anguish of my soul. Be merciful to me, Lord, for I am in distress. My eyes grow weak with sorrow, my soul and body with grief. My life is consumed by anguish and my years by groaning. My strength fails because of my affliction and my bones grow weak. I am forgotten as though I were dead. I have become like broken pottery. But I trust in you, Lord. I say, you are my God. My times are in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of my enemies, from those who pursue me. Let your face shine on your servant. Save me in your unfailing love. Psalm 38, 3 through 15. Because of your wrath, there is no health in my body. There is no soundness in my bones because of my sin. My guilt has overwhelmed me like a burden too heavy to bear. The wounds fester and are loathsome because of my sinful folly. I am bowed down and brought very low. All day long I go about mourning. My back is filled with searing pain. There is no health in my body. I am feeble and utterly crushed. I grow in anguish of heart. All my longings lie open before you, Lord. My sighing is not hidden from you. My heart pounds, my strength fails me. Even the light has gone from my eyes. My friends and my companions avoid me 
Because of my wounds, my neighbors stay far away. Those who want to kill me set their traps. Those who would harm me talk of my ruin. All day long they scheme and lie. I am like the deaf who cannot hear, like the mute who cannot speak. I become like one who does not hear, whose mouth can offer no reply. Lord, I wait for you. You will answer, Lord my God. Psalms 39, 1 through 13. I said I will watch my ways and keep my tongue from sin. I put a muzzle on my mouth while in the presence of the wicked. So I remain utterly silent, not even saying anything good. But my anguish increased. My heart grew hot within me. When I meditated, the fire burned. Then I spoke with my tongue. Show me, Lord, my life's end and the number of my days. Let me know how fleeting my life is. You have made my days a mere hand's breath. The span of my years is as nothing before you. Everyone is but a breath, even those who seem secure. Surely everyone goes around like a mere phantom. In vain they rush about, heaping up wealth without knowing whose it will finally be. But now, Lord, what do I look for? My hope is in you. Save me from all my transgressions. Do not make the scorn of fools. Do not make me the scorn of fools. I was silent. I would not open my mouth, for you are the one who has done this. Remove your scourge from me. I am overcome by the blow of your hand. When you rebuke and discipline anyone for their sin, you consume their wealth like a moth. Surely everyone is but a breath. Hear my prayer, Lord. Listen to my cry for help. Do not be deaf to my weeping. I will dwell with you as a foreigner, a stranger, as all my ancestors were. Look away from me, that I may enjoy life again before I depart and am no more. Psalm 41 through 3. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Psalm 46.10, he says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Psalm 55.22, Cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. Psalm 147.3. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Jeremiah 29.11 and 13. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your hearts. Psalm 53, 3 through 5. He was despised and rejected by mankind. A man of suffering, familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised. 
and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him and his wounds. By his wounds, we are healed. Some, or Isaiah 55, 4 through 5 and 11. See, I have made him a witness to the peoples, a ruler and a commander of the peoples. Surely you will summon nations you know not. And nations you do not know will come running to you. Because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent. Isaiah 61, 1 through 3. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. Because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom from the, for the captives, to release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy. Jeremiah 17, 14, heal me, Lord, and I will be healed. Save me and I will be saved. For you are the one I praise. Ezekiel 34, 14 through 16, I will tend them in good pasture and the mountain heights of Israel will be their gazing land. There they will lie down in good grazing and there they will feed in risk rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself would tend my sheep and have them lie down, declares the sovereign Lord. I will search for the lost and bring back the strays. I will bind up the injured and strengthen the weakened. But the sleek and the strong I will destroy. I will shepherd the flock with justice. Hosea 11.3 it was I who taught Ephraim to walk, taking them by the arms, but they did not realize it was I who healed them. Malachi 4.2 But for you who revere my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in its rays, and you will go out and frolic like well-fed calves. Matthew 4.22-23 and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. Matthew 5, 3-12 Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. 
Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Matthew 8, 14 through 17. When Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. He touched her, and the fever left her. And she got up and began to wait on him. When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him. He drove out the spirits with a word and healed all the sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities. He bore our diseases. Matthew 5.35 Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. <clears throat> Matthew 10, 1, 7 through 8. Jesus called his 12 disciples to him. He gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. As you go proclaim this message, the kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Matthew eleven fifteen. Whoever have ears, let them hear. Matthew twelve fifteen. Aware of this, Jesus withdrew from that place. And a large crowd followed him. And he healed all who were ill. Matthew 14, 14 and 34, 36. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and he healed their sick. When they had crossed over, they landed in Gethsemane. And when the men of that place recognized Jesus, they sent word to all the surrounding pe country. People brought all their sick to him and begged him to let the sick just touch the edge of his cloak. And all who touched it were healed. Matthew 15, 30. Great crowds came to him, bringing the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute, and many others, and laid them at his feet, and he healed them. Matthew 19, 1 through 2. When Jesus had finished saying these things, he left Galilee and went into the region of Judea to the other side of the Jordan. Large crowds followed him, and he healed them there. Matthew 21, 12 through 14. Jesus entered the temple courts and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said to them, My house will be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. The blind and the lame came to him at the temple and he healed them. Matthew 1, 23 through 34 and verse 39. Then... A man in their synagogue who was possessed by an impure spirit cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, said Jesus sternly. Come out of him. The impure spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. 
The people were also amazed that they asked each other, what is this? A new teaching? And with authority? He gives orders to impure spirits and they obey him. News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. As soon as they left the synagogue, they were with James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever. They immediately told Jesus about her. So he went to her, took her by the hand and helped her up. The fever left her and she began to wait on them. That evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door. And Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He drove out many demons. He would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. So he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. Matthew 3, 1 through 6. 7 through 11 and 14 through 15. Another time Jesus went into the synagogue and a man with a shriveled hand was there. Some of them were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, so they watched him closely to see if he would heal him on the Sabbath. Jesus said to the man with a shriveled hand, Stand up in front of everyone. Then Jesus asked them, Which is lawful on the Sabbath? To do good or to do evil? To save life or to kill? But they remained silent. He looked around at them in anger and, deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts, said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He stretched it out. And his hand was completely restored. Then the Pharisees went out and began to plot with the Herodians how they might kill Jesus. Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the lake, and a large crowd from Galilee followed. When they heard about all he was doing, many people came to him from Judea, Jerusalem, and the regions across the Jordan and around Tyre and Sidon. Because of the crowd, he told his disciples to have a small boat ready for him, to keep the people from crowding him. For he had healed many, so that those who were with diseases were pushing forward to touch him. Whenever the impure spirits saw him, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God. He appointed twelve that they might be with him, that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. Mark 5, 22 through 42. Then one of the synagogue leaders, named Jairus, came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. A woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet, instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped. She felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. And once Jesus realized that power had gone out from him, he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you. 
His disciples answered, And yet you can ask who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. While Jesus was still speaking, some people from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader, Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, Don't be afraid, just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, Why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead but asleep. And they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kuman, which means little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. And this they were completely astonished. Mark 6, 3 through 6. Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? They took offense at him. Jesus said to them, Prophets not without honor except in his own town, among his relatives, and in his own home. He could not do any miracles there except lay hands on a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. Mark 6, 56 and wherever he went, into villages, towns, or countryside, they placed the sick in the marketplaces. They begged him to let him touch even the edge of his cloak, and all who touched it were healed. Mark 9, 23. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. Mark 16, 15 through 20. He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands, and when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on the sick people, and they will get well. And the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven, and he sat at the right hand of God. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere, and the Lord worked with them, confirmed his word by the signs that accomplished it. Luke 4, 38 through 41. Jesus left the synagogue and went to the home of Simon. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever. They asked Jesus to help her. So he bent over her, rebuked the fever, and it left her. She got up once and began to wait on them. At sunset, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sickness. And laying his hands on each one, he healed them. Moreover, demons came out of many people shouting, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew he was the Messiah. Luke 15, 15 through 17. Yet the news about him spread all the more, so the crowds of people came to hear him 
and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. One day Jesus was teaching. Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Luke 6, 17 through 19. And he went down with them and stood on a level place. A large crowd of his disciples were, was there. And a great number of people from all over Judea, from Jerusalem, from the coastal region around Tyre and Sidon, who had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Those troubled by impure spirits were cured. And the people all tried to touch him because power was coming from him and healing them all. Luke 7, 21 through 23. At that very time, Jesus cured many who had diseases, sicknesses, and evil spirits and gave sight to many who were blind. And he replied to the messengers, Go back and report to the John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive sight, the lame walk. Those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised. And the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. <clears throat> Luke 8, 26 through 39, 40 through 42, 43 through 48, and 49 through 56. They sailed through the region of Agarzines, which is across the lake of Galilee. When Jesus stepped ashore, he was met by a demon-possessed man from the town. For a long time, this man had not worn clothes or lived in a house, but he had lived in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell at his feet, shouting at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had commanded the impure spirit to come out of the man. But many times it had seized him. And though he was chained hand and foot and kept under guard, he had broken his chains and had been driven by the demon into solitary places. Jesus asked him, what is your name? Legion, he replied, because many demons had gone into him. And they begged Jesus repeatedly not to order them to go into the abyss. A large herd of pigs was feeding there along the hillside. The demons begged Jesus to let them go into the pigs, and he gave them permission. When the demons came out of the man, they went into the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When those tending the pigs saw what had happened, they ran off and reported this in the town and the countryside. And the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone out, sitting at Jesus' feet, dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people how the demon-possessed man had been cured. Then all the people of the region of Gernius asked Jesus to leave them because they were overcome with fear. So he got into the boat and left. The man from whom the demons had gone out begged to go with him, but Jesus sent him away, saying, Return home and tell how much God has done for you. So the man went away and told all over town how much Jesus had done for him. Now when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him, for they were all expecting him. Then a man named Jairus, a synagogue leader, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house. Because his only daughter, a girl of about 12, was dying. As Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him. 
And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of this cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me, Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to her daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. While Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, he said. Don't bother the teacher anymore. Hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus, don't be afraid, just believe, and she will be healed. When he arrived at the house of Jairus, he did not let anyone go in with him except Peter, John, and James, and the child's father and mother. Meanwhile, all the people were wailing and mourning for her. Stop wailing, Jesus said. She is not dead, but asleep. They laughed at him, but knowing that she was dead. But he took her by the hand and said, my child, get up. Her spirit returned, and at once she stood up. Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat. Her parents were astonished, but he ordered them not to tell anyone what had happened. Luke 9, 6 and 11. So they went out and went from village to village, proclaiming the good news and healing people everywhere. But the crowds learned about it and followed him. He welcomed them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who needed healing. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I don't have time to read more of these scriptures, the promises of God, divine healing. I actually came up with these 15 pages when I was so very sick with nodules on my lungs and fatty liver and what they thought was cancer in the kidney. Uh, but I went to God in prayer. I studied these scriptures, meditated on them, proclaimed them, stood on them. I also again evaluated my life, making sure that my life was right before God. And we need to do that. When we're sick, we need to evaluate our life. We need to make sure that there is nothing in our life that is stopping our healing. You heard when I read the scriptures, it talked about many things, including this. So I evaluated my life. I evaluated my emotions. I evaluated my faith. I evaluated my giving. I evaluated what I ate. Or if I drank unhealthy things filled with sugar. I did a lot of changing of my eating habits. I don't hardly ever take a soda anymore. I don't live on sugary coffee drinks. I repented of these things that hurt my body. Again, I made sure my giving was right before God, that I wasn't trusting in myself. Yet I wanted God to heal me. How can God heal me if I trust in myself, if I'm selfish, if I don't give my tithes and offerings and alms? So I evaluated everything and then I stood by these scriptures, the promises of God. After months and months, when all the reports kept showing the same thing, I went back finally on the way. I said, I want to stand on the promises of God. I don't want to do anything more. 
the doctor looked and looked at the x-rays and said, I can't believe it, but the nodules, you know, the tumors along the, the lungs are gone. I can't, you know, it's not there on the x-rays. And you have no cancer in the kidney. The fatty liver immediately was healed. I believe in miracles. I believe in healing. I believe in the word of God. If you want a copy of these 15 pages, my telephone number is 360-629-5248. 360-629-5248. For any love offering, plus shipping and handling, I'll have them send you these 15 pages of the promises of God, divine healing. Or you can write to me. P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. We have a website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. Ask for the promises of God, 15 pages on divine healing. Give a love offering. You choose the amount, plus shipping and handling, and we'll send it to you. I don't get a dime. Every penny goes to extend the kingdom of God. I want to talk about renewing of your mind and peace. I also want to say that I'm on Roku television, Warning TV, Jonathan Hansen, Warning TV, Jonathan Hansen. I'm on Rumble, Warning TV, Jonathan Hansen. The communists took me off the YouTube channel. I'm on cable stations, on various stations for radio and television. Look on my website to see what I'm on. Once again, www.worldministries.org. Let's talk now about renewing of your mind and peace. Isaiah 26.3, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, who mind is stayed on thee, because he trusts in thee. So the guarding nature of peace is increased through the renewing of the mind. Thou wilt keep him in peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. Our minds are constantly pressing information, not all of it's beneficial. The word mind in this scripture passage can also be translated imagination. We are easily snowed under with too many images and ungodly influences that attack the borders of our souls, causing our imaginations to run wild. Our thoughts become scattered, and we lose focus on our walk with God. The devil loves to replay old videos of our past failures and weaknesses. It's one of his favorite torments. Not only that, we are prone to feed our minds a wide assortment of images, television information, movies, stories, expressed attitudes, and all kinds that impress us with images. When you get a head full of such images, you usually try to shake them out of your own. But many times all you get is a headache and more images. A statement from a Bible student says, Once years ago when I was a Bible student, I had that problem, a terrible images filling my head and me trying to shake them out. When the Holy Spirit said to me, You have to break the silence. The only way you can cast those images down is to break the silence. You have to open your mouth and start speaking the word of God. You have to renew your mind. Well, I stood on those 15 pages of the promises of God, spoke them, read them, renewed my mind. Is this a new thought? No. 
It's an old and reliable truth. You only truly believe the things you hear yourself say and agree with. Other people's words mean little unless they're, they penetrate your own thought process and you agree with them in your heart. As your thought is, the Bible says, so be it. You can increase your peace by renewing your mind. You must change the image. And the only way to do that is to speak the word of God. Open your mouth. Start saying what God says about you. Declare, decree the truth of God's word over your life. And once again, I get back to those scriptures I started reading you. I didn't finish them. 15 pages of the promises of God, of divine healing. Speak them, meditate on them, read them, obey them. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I have what God says I have. These are not empty words. They are faith declarations of agreement with the word of God. Start speaking them out loud and soon you will be seeing them come to pass. Proverbs 18.4 The words of a mouth, the words of a man's mouth are as deep waters and the wellspring of wisdom as a flowing brook. Let's read that again. That's Proverbs 18.4 the words of a man's mouth are as deep waters. What comes out of your mouth? Is it good, healthy, wholesome, pure? Does it bring healing and inspiration and deliverance? And the wellspring of wisdom as a flowing brook. When you speak the word of God, something powerful happens. Wisdom pours out like a fountain of fresh water. Spoken words are powerful. They have a profound effect on our inner man. If you speak evil, spread false tales, or deceit, your inner man is corrupted. Read Proverbs 18.8. 8. When you speak what God says and proclaim what he promises, your inner man is strengthened, your mind is renewed, and your peace is increased. I hope you caught that. I'm going to read Proverbs 18, 8. It says, The words of a talebearer are wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. The words of a talebearer are wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. Proverbs 18, 6 says, A fool's lips enter into contention, his mouth call for strokes. And 7, A fool's mouth is his destruction and his lips are the snare of his soul. Wow. The words of a talebearer are wounds and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. Do you gossip? Do you spread lies? Do you murmur behind people's back? If you speak evil, spreading false tales or deceit, your inner man is corrupted. But when you speak what God says and proclaims, what his promises state. Your inner man is strengthened. Your mind is renewed. And your peace is increased. I think that's powerful, ladies and gentlemen. Some of you have a problem, I know, with gossip, with murmur, with complaining, with tail-bearing, with talking behind the righteous back, talking behind leadership back, children talking against their parents behind their back, People are talking behind a righteous pastor's back because they did not like what he said, even though 
what he said was the word of God that is there for their development, for their correction, for their chastisement, for their, again, edification, for their maturity, for them to be presented to God blameless. But instead, they talk at the table against the pastor, and they wonder why their adult children talk against them and rebel against their authority or speak about them. Don't you understand? To have authority, you must be under authority. If you don't show respect to leadership, others don't respect you. Every day you should pray in the Spirit. You should quote the Word of God over your life. I'm convinced those two things you must do to truly be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Pray in the Spirit and quote the Word of God over your life. This is a necessity if you want to be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. There's no way around it. Let's read Ephesians 6.10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. 11 says, put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The wiles, his lies, his trickery. 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Spiritual wickedness in high places. Evil spirits, principalities that rule nations, as well as evil men. Wherefore, take unto you, 13, the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. 14, stand therefore, having your loins girt with the truth, and having the breastplate of righteousness. 15, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. See, you should bring peace, healing, deliverance, restoration everywhere you go. Your goal is not to destroy, it's to heal, it's to preserve. Above all things, the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. If you know the word of God, all of the lies, the trickery of the wicked, just like Jesus defeated Satan, thus saith the word. You can defeat Satan, thus saith the word. 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. There it is, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. As I said, the spoken words are powerful. And as we pray in the spirit and quote the word of God, we need these things to have peace. Those two things will make you strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. It is a part of putting on the whole armor of God. It's a part of having your peace guarded, your mind consistently renewed. It helps you make sure you are aware of who you are in Christ. Not only do I pray and quote the word over my life, I do this for my family finances, and God's favor as well. Your family needs the peace that comes through your increase. Your finances are constantly under attack by the enemy. If you've sown, you should reap a harvest. Now we're talking about sowing, living by the word of God. Just like the scriptures I read in the beginning, bring a harvest, bring healing, salvation, deliverance. 
praying in the Holy Ghost over your family, your finances. It's important. Your abundance, your health, the tranquility in your home are all affected by your peace. Don't quit when the physical evidence doesn't agree with the truth. Stand firm in faith. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Once again, my phone number, 360-629-5248. 360-629-5248. 15 pages on the promises of God that I wrote, pulled from Scripture, stood on, read, meditated, quoted, and they bore fruit. God healed me. God can heal you. Now, Shannon... I want you to listen to what I'm going yes, to sure. say because I want you to pray. Now, Wednesday night, right now it's Friday night where I'm at. Wednesday night, I got a call. My youngest daughter, Melita, who I adopted out of Africa, you know the story, cut through the esophagus, left for dead, vocal cord cut, said she'd never talk, eat, or breathe in her life through tubes four years later. When it looked impossible, I commanded the spirit of death to go three times in front of doctors. She opened her eyes, came out of the coma, and was healed and was perfect. Now I get a call. She arrived in Hawaii Wednesday night. And before she could even unpack, she fainted, hit her head. They rushed her to the Honolulu Hospital. She's in ICU right now. She actually has a fracture in the back of her head and uh, in her cheek and nose area on her face. Um, for a while, you know, they, they have given her three pints of blood. They found a little blood in the brain. They're concerned that there, you know, there, there could be permanent brain damage they're hoping against. And they said if she survives, it'll be a long recovery. They urged me to come. I have... Uh, arranged my schedule the last two days and tried to get all of these clearances now because of COVID with a spittle test and, and uh, I'm supposed to catch a plane tomorrow. They've urged me to come. They're giving no prognosis. Um, they just said, come. There could be a lot more involved. That's what I was told at the time. Uh, as far as uh, passing out and hitting her head and having a convulsion and, and um, we'll see what else comes out. But my daughter needs Shannon healing. Possibly we would call it a miracle. I'm praying when I get there, she'll have her eyes opened and uh, because right now she's incubated, a breathing tube, is down her throat. She's sedated and uh, different types of medication. Um, and they said she's very, very sick. They haven't seen a, a girl her age. She's 28. That's sick in a long, long, long time. Um, I believe she has a destiny. I believe the devil has tried several times. She came down with meningitis once in Romania and, and God delivered her from that. And now this. And uh, she needs a touch from God again. She needs a miracle again. I believe that she's been 
running from her destiny. She needs to really look to God and run with God. She needs a healing. We could say a deliverance. She needs a miracle. So Shannon, pray for my daughter, Malita. Uh, I've done this program. I've worked since Wednesday. Um, yes. I'm trusting in God. Let's pray right now. God have mercy. I'm asking people out there far and wide to join us in prayer right now for Malita. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we lift up Melita to you right now. We plead the blood of Jesus over her right now. We decree no weapon formed against her shall prosper. She will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord Jesus. Father God, we lift her up and we're asking that you unloose your ministering angels to her right now. Put a hedge of protection, wall fire, from Zechariah 2 and 5 around her. In the name of Jesus, we rebuke the spirit of death and we command it to loose and go right now. We command any infirmity that is come against her to break off her and loose her right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we break any word curse that anybody has spoken over her. In the name of Jesus, we break any witchcraft sin against her and we loose her from it right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, every demonic power that's trying to take her life, we rebuke you in Jesus name. We command you to loose your grip and go right now. We speak to Melita right now, her body, be healed and made whole in the name of Jesus. Father God, you said where two or three are gathered, you are in the midst. We know you are with us right now and with her. We're asking that you would touch her body. She needs a supernatural miracle, and we're believing and asking you for it right now. We speak to any area that there may be any blood clot. We command it to loose and go in Jesus' name. We command her to awake in the mighty name of Jesus with no damage. God, touch her right now. Be healed, Melita, and made whole in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for what you're going to do. Bless her. Bring speedy recovery to her in the mighty name of Jesus. We command any death angel that has an assignment against her to go and loose her. Again, she will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord Jesus. She's from above and not below. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Shannon. And uh, a lot of my... Uh, notes from Renewing of Your Mind and Peace came from Apostle John Polis. Shannon, thank you so much for being a friend. Thank you for agreeing with me that I'm going to go and we're going to have victory. Brother, I'm going to activate uh, even more prayer warriors on behalf of Melita. Keep us posted on what's going on. And folks, continue to lift her up. She will have total recovery, no damage, in the mighty name of Jesus. Also, I want to encourage people to support the ministry of Dr. Jonathan Hansen, uh, you're doing a mighty work of the Lord. Uh, Dr. Hansen, how can a person support the ministry? Well, once again, you could telephone 360-629-5248, 360-629-5248. You could give a one-time donation, or you could be a monthly supporter of either radio or television. Uh, if you're a supporter of television and radio is included, and we send you five television programs and a uh, a week of radio messages on uh, CD and DVD, and <clears throat> now it's an hour of, of radio instead on CD. The, um, my mailing address is P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. That's P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. Just write your check, WMI, P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. 
Uh, I send out newsletters at least twice a month, and uh, you could get them. If you don't get them f right now, just write to me at warning at worldministries.org, warning at worldministries.org, and they'll send it to you. You'll get these free uh, every month, twice a month, warning at worldministries.org. Um, again, my... I'm on Facebook, World Ministries International with Dr. Jonathan Henson. I always have like a newspaper there. I mean, I have a lot of reports daily. World Ministries International with Dr. Jonathan Henson, also streaming. And uh, different television stations you can find on my website and radio stations. Uh, just go to www.worldministries.org. That's the website, www.worldministries.org. We're on Roku, we're on Rumble, and other things. And so, God bless you, Shannon, and, and I deeply appreciate your prayer. And uh, I'm going to go with the Word of God, the promises of God, with people like you backing in prayer. And, and I, I'm glad I could end tonight with you praying. Brother, we're going to continue to pray. There's going to be victory there. I want you to keep me posted from the, from the road. We love and appreciate you, and I encourage everybody to get over to World Ministries. Org. You can support the ministry right there. You'll be mighty blessed if you do. We love you, Dr. Hanson. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, sir. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.